You're listening to the Zenial Dadcast. Okay, cool. So let's get started. Episode episode two. We're here. Uh, Devin, say hi. Hey, how's it going, guys? And this is Mo, as always. Today, today we're gonna do. We're gonna hang out a little bit, and we briefly mentioned it last episode where Devin and I, we live on two different continents. He's in the States. He's in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm in South America, La Paz, Bolivia. Uh, and really it's been like that for a handful of years. I think I came down to Bolivia in 2014. So I would go, I go back and visit, right? I just, I went back in September this year. Uh, so we get to hang out, but by and large, Devin and I, we don't really get to hang out. And Devin's really kind of taking on his own thing and doing his own his own stuff uh, in his life. So I really don't know that much about him. And there's very little. There's a lot. There's a lot that we we should catch up on. So today we're gonna do sort of a, a siblings brothers version of uh, like the newlywed game. That sound good, man? Yeah, that works. I mean, technically, I'm kind of looking at it as like you know. Never have I ever. Like, that game kind of seems just close to this, to what we're yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it the millennial weird. version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's the millennial version of the newlywed game. Well, I mean, well, I mean this kind of works out well because, I mean, um, we haven't seen each other in the grip, too. And we haven't even hung out like we used to all the time when I was younger and when you were at the, at the age, you know, around your 20s, I believe, when I was still a teenager. Yeah, man, life uh, are different, and and time time passes really really quickly. So it's crazy. Before we start, I mean, I remember we used to have like like movie nights. Like we would go like to movie to movie maybe like almost every Friday night or something like that. I remember we would go to like the mall or somewhere to grab food before a movie, and then you know go straight to it just just to kill time. Oh, those are like yeah. one of the best days. We used to just get fat. Yeah, it, be, get it was great. Sarku teriyaki chicken. Yeah, and then get like a like a large popcorn with tons of butter, and then we get the bunch of crunch. I will mix it in a bunch of crunch. Yeah, we mix it, and then if the popcorn is hot, the whole thing melts. So you end up just getting a a handful of you know butter, popcorn, and bunch of crunch in your hand. Yeah, see, yeah, those were some good moments. Well, we'll get we'll get back to those times. Um, I think you know because I I look at I'd I'd like you to come visit me, right? First of all, uh, and I know I'm going to be going to the States as well. So we'll definitely get back to some some version of that. Honestly, I agree. I miss it too. So, and I'm actually, Absolutely. I'm looking forward for my son. You know, he's, he's four, but eventually my son will be old enough and we're going to be able to go out with him to the movies and the chicken teriyaki and, and have, he- have that experience with him, you know? All right, so let's... Let's get started. The first question I have here is, what is the dumbest thing your brother has ever done? So I have an answer for this. I have an answer for what I think is the dumbest thing Devin has ever done. Devin, do you have an answer for what you think the dumbest thing is that I've ever done? I feel that's a lot of it, because I can't say that there's not one thing I've, I've done was stupid or was dumb. I'm but... talking about me. <laughs> like, What do you think that I've done that is the dumbest thing? Oh. Oh, okay. Hold on. Sorry. You know what? The 
I don't know, to be honest. Like, because I, I feel like you're like the most, the smartest person in our family, to be honest. Because growing up with you, I think I looked up to you more. And I feel like I could never, I never saw you fail, fail, fail at anything. Well, that's that's mighty sweet of you. That's say. really sweet. I should be saying something else <laughs> that that should be like destroying your. I'm glad your I'm recording your this. heart. Oh. This is recorded <laughs> for oh, man. generations to 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 enjoy. All right, I don't know if this counts, but I think the only thing I could say of something dumb that you've done before was maybe maybe getting my laptop stolen from your apartment. I don't Oof. know. Remember that. Oof! Yes, I do. I do. That's a lot that my one. dad bought. That my dad bought for Ugh. me, and I believe I lent it to you for because um, you Ugh. even asked me. I remember, and I was a little, I was a young kid, but I believe like it was a we, Sony. It was a Sony laptop. Was it? Yeah, it was a really nice Sony laptop too. It was and like a twelve were, gig or something. Yeah, it's um, something my dad bought, and then I believe. Um, and I remember because it it's a it was a solid laptop worked really 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 great and um i did all my work in it i, I did all yeah I, I recorded on it like i just used it for everything so so i think at some point <coughs> i needed it for something and i just took it and then i ended up holding on to it and then it got stolen let me tell you about that because i don't know if you remember that uh this is when i was living in boston in mission hill right yep mm-hmm. and i was living on the second line second floor or f- second or third floor. I want to say second floor, but uh, we had we had a balcony on the back end of the house, and it was a beautiful balcony. It's such a great great house, it's an old school, you know, you know, house. Yeah. Going back, going back to that to that to that place where you lived. I kind of think I kind of thought it was third floor that you lived in because I remember I was mostly the one that was like come and visit you, walk up those stairs, and and those stairs were steep and sketchy yeah. as hell. Nope, you're right, and it could have, it could definitely, could definitely be the third, the third floor. I guess I can't believe I can't remember. You know what it was? Is the balcony on the back end, big wooden balcony, and so I lived on the bedroom that was directly adjacent to the balcony. So there was a window into my bedroom from the balcony. So this was during flat out winter in Boston. I remember. Mm -hmm. If you're from the Northeast, you know that in the winter in Boston, it's just cold. It's just bitter dry and cold and so uh i would go i would go back home to visit you and mom and uh, and i would go for the weekend but sometimes i would go for like just the day or the night right so what happened is one afternoon i get off of work i come home i walk the dog and then i i knew that i was going to go see you guys and i thought at most i'll stay the night so i got to bring the dog with me the dog can't mm-hmm. stay there because it's cold and he's going to be you know by himself but i leave everything else all out in the open i was like i'm gonna be back tomorrow it's not a big deal i'll leave everything there <laughs> and uh and i can't i don't remember locking the window but obviously i didn't but i remember that it was really cold and i was like i'm not really worried about it my roommates are here like i had i was living with it was a three-bedroom apartment so i was living with girls and they always had their friends there and their friends there so it was a very it was, yeah. it was a very trustworthy group of people I, I didn't even lock my bedroom door you know i was just i trusted these girls and so i left we hung out i ended up staying the weekend at my mom's place with devin when i get back on like sunday night or something uh, i open the door to my bedroom and the window is plumb open it's just open all the way 
the first thing I notice is my the laptop's gone. The next thing I notice is my amp. I had this really great Eden bass head. Probably one of the most tragic things to happen to me, you know, as far as this goes. Uh, the laptop and that bass head uh, got stolen in the same time, same night. And I called the cops and I did the whole police report and everything, but, there, but there's just no getting it back, right? It's just gone. So, yes, I oh. will agree. That is definitely the dumbest thing um, I've, pro I've probably done. So I am sorry that I lost your laptop. No, that was okay. I know you apologized at the time. I was like, it's all good. <laughs> we got a new one. It was a tough one to get over. All right. So what do I think is the dumbest thing Devin has ever done? Uh, you know, you've lived a pretty clean life, man. I've always been proud of you because you've stayed out of trouble. But by far, the dumbest thing you've ever done. I forget how old you were, but you got to remember Probably, this. probably like had, 14 or 15. You had a friend who texted you a picture of their girlfriend in like a bra or something. Like, it was Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and the girl's parents found out and they reported both of you in school. They called the cops and they were saying that this was potentially illegal distribution of child pornography because everyone was underage. Right. Do you remember that? I remember, yeah. That's kind of, those one of the things like, I remember because don't, I believe like that year, that time, that month, that moment, it, it you know, destroyed me as a kid. It, you know, ruined my reputation. But like, it was just very, very humiliating now because it, in one night, everyone everyone found out everyone was talking you know really? like school, at school wow at school because like by the looks up on people's faces like they know about it they know something they're talking about it. just by their just just by their you know their 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 body language their you know i absolutely do regret it and i wish i can go back in time and just take that back i mean i did i, I obviously i i i've learned my lesson you know the way the way how it went down. We were at we were at this girl's house with with my friend, and we were just hanging out. And I think something was going on between him and, and his girl. Something he got mad about, jealous, uh, and this typical stuff that goes on with you know you know mm -hmm. young love, you know in in, yeah. in you know these teenagers' heads. But going back to that, yeah, he said he he was really really upset with her, and they were arguing. And he said, yeah, she sent me this and look, and mm, he okay. texted to me through, he, he sent it to me through text message. And I was like, right there next to him. I'm like, why uh, is he sending so, it So this? it wasn't, it wasn't like a dare or anything. Like you guys weren't playing a game where you dared him to, to send you a picture or something. No, no, no. Yeah. It wasn't like that. It was pretty much like, um, like he was telling me like, um, you won't post that on Facebook, and I said I won't. I won't, because <laughs> I knew like the consequences of what was going to happen. Like something like this goes down. Did you? Like did you know down. that? Were you aware of the consequences if anyone found out that he sent that image? I wasn't aware. I was aware that you know I can get in trouble, but I did. But I didn't know that I can get this much in trouble. You know, right. you know, affecting that's with wild. the law. You know, I always and knew. Like I, I always knew you were sort of a bystander. Like. You were just caught in the in the bad situation where in a bad situation, yeah, in the wrong um, crowd. And you obviously like kids, you know, you don't know the the, the true um, repercussions of some some of these things. 
there's no right way to predict when someone's going to do something like that that's going to screw you over you know you got you got screwed over after that you had to like uh, uh, do yeah. some community service and what have you and just to get it erased from your record and and it's a really it's a really it's a bummer it's a bummer of a situation i put it as the dumbest thing i know you've ever done because you kind of made the decision to hang out with that friend right that friend right. Uh, whose name we will not mention he was sort of a bad a bad egg he was mm-hmm. a bit of a bad influence and we knew that but we also we didn't want to say you can't be friends with x type of people right we don't we right. you know we can't make that judgment on him this was sort of just like an outcome of that of the fact that he he had some trouble you in, know, his, in his life and whatnot. You know, the thing is, like, um, he was basically my best friend that I met in middle school. And, you know, that's how I got into BMX, yeah. uh, which is a sport, you know, doing tricks off ramps, off rails. He was already into it. Yeah, it, it is. It, uh, you know, it does suck. You know, like, it was, he, was, he was kind of, he was a bad influence and so we couldn't just say that to him. I mean, I believe his mom and his dad were like, telling me that um that um i remember his dad told me that I was a, such a good friend to him <laughs> yeah so it was kind of bad it was like really like um, you know it's ironic you know what's ironic is that i also had a friend yeah. like that when i was a kid and mm-hmm. whose parents or his mom would tell me oh you're such a good friend like i want him to be more like you you're such a good influence right it's funny in the sense that we both had friends who who were definitely not good for us in the long right. run but in the short run, they sort of helped us be more social in the way that you say your friend uh, ex- opened you up to BMX and kind of made, like, I, won't, I won't say opened the door, but he kind of led you into that, that activity. And you did that for a while. Like you, it was a big part of your, of your, um, your teenage years. No. Yeah. Absolutely. My friend, ironically, my friend, his mom played guitar, like Christian church acoustic guitar. Uh, but she gave me my first guitar lesson. So at, oh, at wow. this point, at this point, I had already been playing bass a little bit, but I never really picked up the guitar. And she sat down and gave me like an hour long guitar lesson. I mean, just like that one lesson really got me interested in, in guitar. And it was a really big part of just planting that seed in my head for music and just learning. So oh, yeah. I don't know, like if I hadn't had that experience with that friend and had that exposure and but anyway, yeah, so so we have the, that kind of parallel journey. Of course, my friend didn't uh, didn't get me arrested or anything. Uh, well, I will say this, you know, I'm not going to lie. The day when I got in trouble from that situation that went down at school the next day about those photos, mm-hmm. I literally thought I was going to get arrested because I believe mom had to take me to the local police department because they told it i need to we had to go right after buddy i I don't know if you i don't know if you know this but technically you did get arrested yeah you technically got arrested they didn't like they're not going to come in school and handcuff you like law and order (laughs) you know they're not going to do that (laughs) (laughs) but but you did get arrested when you had to go to the they basically you know booked you they they went ahead and and uh, put you through the system, and so that's the whole reason why you had to do community service is to get to get that uh, that arrest off of your public record. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you you got arrested. That's you've true. Been, so in case anybody ever asks you, you've been arrested. I've been arrested. <laughs> you've definitely been arrested. I've never been arrested for the record, but you have, sir. All right, so uh, let's do one more. 
let's do one more question and then what i want to do is i want us to to listen to the song to this artist i want to i want to kind of get your uh, your reaction All to right. it see if you like it i don't know if it's millennial enough for you okay so <laughs> let's talk about this one what's been the best day of his life so far so what's been the best day of your life now i'm gonna go first i think so far because you're young the best day of your life if i had to guess uh knowing what i know is the day you found out you passed and graduated uh university well i mean i guess i'll use i mean i would say yeah but i like to um well, well tell me what is what is the best day of your life so far <laughs> the only i can think of you know that's the best day of my life the day you finished just... uh your community service no that i can like build a car and start it up <laughs> i mean well it wasn't the only one but it was me and my friends today so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so here's a little quick story so just recently just recently yesterday me and my friends were able to we were working on a project that that was that was taking us a little bit more over than a month um just we bought a junkyard car with a clean title it just needed some quick maintenance work on the motor and stuff mm -hmm. and we just needed to take out the motor off the out of the engine bay and the engine bay from the car mm -hmm. so the whole time it was just you know a huge rocky road just you know going back and forth removing and changing some, just some gaskets some some parts around the motor and stuff and doing doing it all at once and just putting it back in the car and just so wow. we don't have to go back and fixing that but the main goal was, you know, to get the car started before even the snow hits the ground. We haven't even had snow yet. And the only reason why we're, we're, we're repeating like that kind of time with snow, because we're doing this like a full DIY project and, right. you know, like do it yourself. And um, we're doing this outdoors. So the whole like month and a half, like the car has been sitting on jack stands. Are you vlogging um, with, this? Do you, do you guys keep in check of this on video? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm vlogging this. I'm just kind of just grabbing clips, editing them. I'm not. I mean, I'm just posting them on YouTube. So it's on my YouTube channel under Devin Roy. I'm just on the on right the on. I put I put your link. I'll definitely put your link in, no, the, yeah. in the description. I mean, that's the whole reason I I got that car just to start something off with with that's the YouTube awesome. channel. And so so yeah, just uh, recently we we were able to get it start. Still needs a little bit more a little bit more um, work around around the edges, but. Um, so far, the most important thing was, you know, we were able to start it up again after, you know, taking it out and putting it back in, you know. Um, right. Right on. So, man. yeah. I mean, awesome. yeah. I mean, that's one. That, I mean, that's that's one thing I like to count as the best day of my life because, okay. like, that is my first car that, I'm, you know, I kind of like, you know, build, um, like, take apart, put it back, replace it with new parts and stuff like that. Um, I mean, of course, I'm not the only one that's doing this by myself. Just, you know, me and my friends. And it's a it's a fun hobby we love. I think my well, the happiest. Well, actually, you answer. But what do you think has been the best day of my life so far? I think the, I don't. I gotta say, maybe having being maybe being a father. Is that one? Well, you're not off. I think maybe that's having that's kind of the vibe I'm putting out there, right? Is I'm very much I'm very proud to be a father. I would say it's probably top three days of my life when when my son was born. It was a really right really great time but i also associate that experience with a lot of anxiety a lot of stress a lot of uncertainty there was just a lot going on at that time so it's not like it's not like a pure moment of joy or anything it's just really 
just an experience that we all have to go through. And it's the truth. Like if you ever start a family, as much as everyone's happy around you and everyone's congratulating you and everything's really positive and hopefully the baby's healthy and, and all that jazz, it's still a really nerve wracking thing to experience the first time. I was thinking about this, like really, really, really digging into this. And I would have to say in September, uh, you know, my, my boy's four, but September, I took him to the States for the first time and you got to meet him for the first time mm-hmm. in person, right? That was a big deal for me. Uh, our, our flight to the States was three flights to the States. It was from Bolivia to uh, Peru and then from Peru to Miami and Miami to Boston. And so on the way there, when we get to Miami, we're already exhausted. The kid's exhausted. You know, it was just, it was a very tough experience. And and then uh, JetBlue screwed up our, our reservation for the last flight. We had the last leg from Miami to Boston and JetBlue fucked it up. So yeah. and it was a real wretched experience. That was a wretched experience. But at the end of that day in Miami, in the Miami airport, there's a hotel. We just went to the hotel. We booked the room. We got some food, me and my son. Mm-hmm. And it was the first the first time that we went to a hotel together by ourselves without his mom or anything. It was a really, really great experience. And then the next morning, uh, we got the call that our, our bike, that our um, flight was was booked. And it was like an, an hour and a half, like it was, it was coming up really quickly. So we got ready, we got dressed and we got in line. We did the whole security check. We went, we got on the flight, we got to Boston. So that last day of flying, that last flight, Mm-hmm. Where we got to wake up in this really nice hotel, big bed, took this, took nice showers. Like it was a good experience with me and him. And uh, and we got up, brushed our teeth, got ready, went to the flight, got home, uh, got got to uh, Logan Airport in Boston, uh, and then waited for you guys. Like that was an amazing, amazing day for me. Mm-hmm. You know, me having him in the states for the first time, and and him meeting you guys, and meeting our aunts, and and all that stuff. Uh, was really great and then to see him to see him be really uh, it was a long flight it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot for a kid to take right so he could have been yeah. grumpy could have been sick he could have gotten you know like kids react differently to these big experiences especially his first experience without his mom being there to see him sort of gravitate to mom and and respond to you and just feel feel good with the family ah oh, that was that was a great day well, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling like, is, isn't he kind of like chill now on the plane, like since he's on his iPad or on his like little iPod touch he's, or, or anything? He's yeah, occupied, right? he's pretty, he's pretty easy. You still have to account for, um, <clears throat> you still have to, have to account for the flight times because mm-hmm. depending on the country, you know, when we left La Paz, it was, we, we woke up at two in the morning to get to the airport at three to fly out at five. You know, oh, God. so it's like best case scenario. Yes, he's going to be chill with his with his laptop, but or with his uh, not with his laptop, with his uh, with his tablet. But <laughs> he's going to be tired, and when you're tired, you're grumpy, and maybe you don't want to eat. So then he's not eating. So he spends a day not eating. So the only thing I can get him to eat is something sweet, which means the only thing he's eating is something sweet. So his stomach is going to hurt. He's not drinking enough water. He gets dehydrated. So it's like it becomes a big snowball effect that you have to plan for when i was traveling him i had like 
I had games, I had coloring books, I had crayons, I had toys, I had, you know, uh, in the airports, really shameful. There's no fruit. You can't find a fucking banana to save your life, right? And my son eats eats fruit. I want him to eat fruit and not have to rely on, you know, a bunch Oreos of crunch and Oreos right. and cookies. Yeah, you know, chips, hamburgers. So, so yeah, so I packed a lot of food and, and whatnot. I've never flew myself. I've never like been on a plane. The closest I've been was just getting into an airport. That's it. Um, I've only tra- I've traveled like like just state to state, but nothing like on the plane. Just it was always just like eight hour drives, you know, on, in a car. That was it. Man. I mean, that's what yeah. I like. I, I can I can handle an eight hour drive like in a car. Like just it depends if it's like going to a car show or an event with your friends. I, you know, I'm hyped up for that, night. and and you know, I can like. I can handle the long road trips. All right. Well, so yeah. let's take a quick break. I want to listen to a track. This is uh so this is clinical. He is a Boston based hip hop artist. I knew him. I don't know him anymore, but when I knew him, this is like maybe 2011, 2012. Uh, he was working on these songs. I remember these songs and I was, I was going to play bass with him and, and whatnot, but then things just didn't work out and I went my way. He went his way. But anyway, sometime after that, I saw that he released this group of songs and it's really good. And so Devin, you are a fan of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You're a millennial. I've seen some of the, I've heard some of the hip hop that you, you listen to. Uh, I'm not the <laughs> biggest fan of it. I want to get, I want to get, I want to get your reaction to this. I want to know if you, if you like it as much as the stuff that you listen to, if you don't like it because of X, Y, Z, uh, I don't know. Like, I just want to see what what you think of it. Fresh years, right? What what your overall impression is of it? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's listen to sunshine. Paycheck to paycheck, played it in the tape deck, Guru and Prime 
Linus And now the mic and me are like a blanket and Linus Used to be a boy scout back when I was young Then on the track and now I'm on the track Attacking with my tongue, tongue Sunshine and sunset We live and we die, then we go to bed As depressing as it seems At least we got to dream Sunshine and sunset We live and we die, then we go to bed As depressing as it might seem Makes you never wanna fight dreams I got the vocal box with the locusts My only hope is that I'll never ever lose focus I go by clinical, stopping to drop a miracle I can be serious, and I can be hysterical Wifey's an Aquarius, might be cause I'm a miracle Siphoning life, I'm hearing her pipes When the Holy Spirit flows through them And I wake up to a voice so beauteous One day you'll get it, why I said I rap for the two of us in the meantime, we'll go to skating rinks And wonder if our future child is gonna have the sandy kinks It doesn't really matter In the end, couldn't be glad I won't pretend I wasn't sadder in the past And that it won't last That's the unpredictability of being human You wanna last, you need agility A proper view intolerance of pain Instead of hollering and staying up in the parlor With the neck veins swelling till you split your melon Sunshine and sunset We live and we die, then we go to bed As depressing as it seems At least we got to dream Sunshine and sunset We live and we die Then we go to bed As depressing as it might seem Makes you never want to fight twice Sounds pretty cool, I like it You like it? Yeah What do you like like about it? What do you like about it? What was your your overall impression? Just pretty much the beginning of the beat Like those, those, the jingles The background In general, I mean, I just like the beat mostly Because I kind of feel I just want to use that You know as my music background, you know, for my videos. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I'm allowed to do that on his end, but send him a message. I'll send you this link. I don't I don't see you know, he's an he's an underground rapper. He's independent. That's, cool. That's the whole point of this segment. So the right now, for everyone listening, clinical is the artist to dig out. Uh and this this is something that I want to do with this podcast is I just wanna I just want to include music that is independent, that isn't signed, that isn't being promoted all over. But I just want to have have it have a place here in our podcast so that if anyone's listening to it and anyone's happens to, you know, stumble across this and hears this and likes it, that they're able to, to access it and find it. This is one of those records that I have it pinned on my browser because when I'm working, this is one of those few things that I'll click on and I'll listen to just back and forth. I, I love his music. So yeah, clinical is the artist to dig out. I'll definitely include the link to Bandcamp uh in the description of the episode well let me ask you this question um why do you like this band well why do you like his music i relate to the idea of a man working against the grain of his history of his of his maybe things with family uh he has a complicated relationship with his father i had a complicated history with my father and so there are a lot of a lot of subject matters, a lot of things that he that he raps about that I, I really relate to. So that's just one end of it. The other end of it is that it's just really good. He just spent a lot of a lot of time making it good. And it has like it has a very classic quality to it. Yeah, it sounds very, very much like classic hip hop, uh, which is really, really nice to listen to. Let's leave it at that. Cool, yeah. So what I'm gonna do to play us out is I'm gonna play another track called "Spoke on the Mic," which is uh, another track from Clinical's uh, debut debut record. Uh, this record came out in 2014. Uh, again, the link will be in the description. But if anything, just look up Clinical on Bandcamp.com. And and D, thanks a lot, man, for joining me again. We'll uh, we'll look at doing this again next time. 
Absolutely. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you guys want, I can link in my channel, my YouTube channel in the description here. You can definitely find it under Devin Roy. It's just the whole process of the vehicle. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, and for anyone listening, uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for hanging out. Peace. I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic because he felt compelled to say what he believes. And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this. So hush, kid. I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic because he felt compelled to say what he believes. And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this. So hush, kid. I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic because he felt compelled to say what he believes. And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this. So hush, kid. Scratch the gets on the ground. Come on now, people look around and think about it. How many people looking down on their luck? Yep. How many looking stuck in a rock? Because a wig check comes, then what? I'm sick of thinking about little babies and ladies with no men, no rank, no sense. About how to get out, how to set things straight. It's kind of funny what I heard once in a debate. Yep. But gosh, to tell our kids that before they have babies, they ought to think about getting married to someone. That's a great idea. <laughs> Like it's that fucking simple, you don't understand I know that I'm just one man, but the whole damn country is reveling upon the weak While Republicans red, oh yeah, blood on their feet <laughs> I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic cause he felt compelled to say what he believes And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this, so hush kid How many problems can I fix? With the he said, she said hijinks None, not a zip, gonna take to the beat like Jack the Ripper Spread education, I'll get a stand-in ovation With the motivation I'm facing, topics with bird dropping slip From the sky, I don't mind, I'm already in the shit I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic Cause he felt compelled to say what he believes And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this So hush, kid, I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic Cause he felt compelled to say what he believes And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this So hush, kid, I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic Cause he felt compelled to say what he believes And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this So hush, kid, look up at the sky, you and I were not alone U.S. got domestic drones It's fucked up and dangerous Like junkies on angel dust Is it supposed to be safe for us? No presidential kill list No due process Sounds a lot like police in the projects An understatement to say it's obnoxious But not an overstatement to say that it's toxic The agencies keep using more and more of these to justify their existence. The United States is not only now a military industrial complex, it's a homeland security complex. I've heard of the words protect and serve. With drones in the sky, when next will emerge? I'm not about police states. I'm about making sure that our freedom stays free these days. It might sound like rambling and nonsense. Look how senators respond to comments. Always evading with no apologies. Half studied law, so you know the psychology. I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic because he felt compelled to say what he believes. And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this. So hush, kid. I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic because he felt compelled to say what he believes. And whether or not you grieve for Justice, I must bust this, so hush, kid. I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who spoke on the mic because he felt compelled to say what he believes. And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this, so hush, kid. Last verse to sum it all up. We still got folks in the slums coming up. As little kids, believe in your government. They won't protect you, but they might suspect you. Makes it irrelevant, doesn't it? Up in there, hot topics. Never touch like the celibate. Hot rockets. Watching you will come of it. Someone's getting paid while you get a lump of shit. Off the fence equipment. I jump the fence and rip it all up like a stripper and kept it. How clever injected in your skin like a virus. What's the color change in your iris? See it silent now when I spoke. Obama gotta give you credit for the drones in our homes. While the poor still shredded, indebted to mass. No lyrical edit. 
This is the dirty version. Lyrical insurgent with the mind probe like a surgeon. Clinical. I'm not cynical. I'm hopeful. Words of insight. You know I got a cocoa. Don't stop fighting. Connect the dots. People speaking out of all fucking sides of their mouths. Weed through the jungle. Machete with a pen. I'm just doing my part. Spreading the news to you, friend. Ooh. I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who smoked on the mic because he felt compelled to say what he believes. And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this. So hush, kid. I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who smoked on the mic because he felt compelled to say what he believes. And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this. So hush, kid. I'm not a spokesman, right? I'm just a man who smoked on the mic because he felt compelled to say what he believes. And whether or not you grieve for injustice, I must bust this. So hush, kid.